How is everyone this morning? Good, I'm dropping things. It is so great to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? It's so wonderful to be with you all. I just love you guys. You guys are amazing and just, just, I don't know, when I come in this place and I feel God's presence, I don't know about you, it's like there's something that happens in our heart, like we're just not attending church, we're, we're a part of a, a family, a community that cares for one another, that, that loves God, that goes after God and um, lifts each other's arms up, you know? Sometimes you need that, that we are vulnerable together, that we come together and we pray for one another. We're honest when we're hurting and we get prayer. And I just love this place. How about you? I love this place. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Each one individual, each one unique, and don't change. Don't try to be like someone else. Be yourself. Be who God's called you to be. You're uniquely you for a reason. Amen. And that was free. That's not on the message I'm going to speak. <laughs> so that's awesome. Also, actually, before I start, um, I, I also felt like during worship that, um, uh, and I didn't tell Jim, which I apologize for that, but I felt like um, God was going to start healing sinuses. So I don't know if there's anyone in this room who suffers from sinuses. I just want you to breathe in and out periodically through the time that you're here because I believe that God's healing and going to touch you in a way um, that he hasn't uh, so far. So receive it. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited. Um, we're, we have been in a great series um, about the DNA of Faith Chapel. And so we've been doing it for a few weeks since the beginning of the year. And um, it started off uh, where we, we kind of reshaped our, our vision statement because it was like 20-something words long, which is a little hard for people to remember like you guys (laughs) and we want it super clear so that you can remember what we're going after because we're going after it as a family amen as a team and so um so we we talked about our um our vision statement is raising up disciples who will impact their world and that was talked about the first week that um that you are where you work where you live all of that stuff is, is where God puts you for a reason because he wants to use you to impact your world. Amen? We can't go there on a regular basis, but you are. And, um, and then, then the next week, I'm just going to do a recap. The next week, um, David Wright, he spoke on we are a family like no other. And uh, he did a really good job. And he was talking about, you know, how we stand together and, um, you know, we value one another and we lift one another up. We're on each other's team. Amen. We're not against one another. We're for each other. And um, last week, Jim had uh, talked about uh, the DNA of um, that we as a family are growing to be more like Jesus. And, and uh, that is an amazing statement. And he explained it so well. And really what he was saying is, you know how when you come to know Jesus, like you have this uh, initial encounter with God where you give your life to him, you give him, you know, you accept him into your heart and um, you become a new person. Like that isn't where it starts. Amen. Like a lot of times we look at being more like Jesus, like I 
accepted Jesus, boom, everything's perfect, right? And he explained that it's not like that. It's not, being more like Jesus is not an event, it's a process. Come on, how many know what I'm saying? Like we're becoming every single day, like today I am more in the image of Christ than I was yesterday. Come on, like I look more like him today than I did last week, and tomorrow I'm going to look even better, <laughs> and so are you, you're going to look even better. And so we are in process, and we stand one, with one another in process, amen, that we don't put one another down, we lift one another up, and, and um, we, we live in grace and love, and, and we go for it together, amen? And today, I'm going to talk about another value that we have here at Faith Chapel, um, and, and this is the value that we are catalysts for encounters with God. Here at Faith Chapel, we are catalysts for encounters with God, and you're going to say, what the heck does that mean? Well, a DNA, just so you know, it contains the information that makes you who you are. So, so who we are, uh, a catalyst is, is uh, let me just give you the definition that I got, is uh, a person or thing that triggers an event. So as, as we can think about that, that we are a catalyst for encounters with God, that we just don't encounter God here on Sunday mornings. We do, but we encounter God Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like we are God's children. I am a daughter of the Most High God, and he dwells within me really powerfully, and he wants to get out wherever I go. And so a catalyst is someone who changes environments. Uh, we can look at it like this. A lot of times we can uh, go into an environment. I, I don't know about you guys, but I am a feeler. Like, what you say? What the heck are you talking about? I'm a feeler, so I can, like, go places and feel things in, the, in, the, in what people are feeling. I don't know. It's some prophetic gift that God's given me. And I think there's probably a lot of you in this room that are feelers and you don't know it. And so I can walk into a room and sense fear. And I would tell you what I did for years until I really understood what was going on. I would start being fearful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Why am I afraid? And I would start confessing those fears. But I learned that I'm not supposed to be a thermometer. I'm supposed to be a thermostat. And a thermostat, you go in and you set the environment to the right temperature that you want it. And so as I go into places, I learned that I may go in and I may feel fear. It might be very thick. And, and I don't have to succumb to that because I carry the peace of God inside of me. Amen? The Bible talks about that we are ordered, our steps are ordered, you know, by the Lord, and we carry peace. Amen? Like peace in each step. It talks about in Psalms. Like we bring peace. So as I begin to go through the day, if I sense those things, I just begin to pray. And I begin to allow God to move. And this just happened to me the other day. Um, my son, Judah, uh, he recently, Friday, he had his wisdom teeth taken out. And how many have had their wisdom teeth taken out? It's not really that fun. And he had to have them surgically removed. Um, they had to put him down. And, um, and I was hoping that he was going to do some really funny things, but he did nothing. Because you see those videos on YouTube, they're hilarious. 
but um, he didn't do really anything. I mean, when he walked to the car, he kind of walked like this, but that was the funniest thing that he did. <laughs> but anyways, um, so he came home on Friday, and we were taking care of him. He has a high tolerance for pain. Like, it's amazing. He's not a complainer. I have four kids, so I have some that are complainers and some that are not, you know, some that are high maintenance and some that are not, and he's totally not at all. And so he was really good on pain. He's like, I'm not feeling any pain, although they gave him some great medication to deal with that. But um, he was doing really well. And uh, that evening he went to bed. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, I get this text. Mom, where are you? I need a drink really, really bad. And I'm like, you know, you you know, you, you know how many moms know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, my goodness. So I get up and I go in the room. And I get him a drink, and I give him more medication, and I take care of him. And then I, I decide I'm going to, he has a queen bed, so I slept with him that night. <laughs> I got in bed just so I could take care of him. How many moms know what I'm talking about? So um, anyway, so as I was laying there, after I got everything settled, I was laying there, and I started feeling like all of this, um, I don't know. I mean, teenage boys go through a lot that they don't, they're not vocal with, you know, and I started feeling all this stuff. And at first I started to want to cry, <laughs> but then I was like, no, you know, and I just started to pray for him. And I put my hand in, I put my hand on him cause he was in a lot of pain and he was still not sleeping. And I put my hand on him and I could feel the fire of God just coming out of my hand and just going through his body. It was like electricity. It was powerful. How many have experienced that? Like it was amazing. And so I'm putting my hand and I'm just blessing him and, and praying for healing for him. And then he just falls asleep. And then I just ask God just to come into the room and just to bring uh, his presence. And all of a sudden the whole room filled with peace and it was just so peaceful, and it was so wonderful, and, um, and I feel like there was angels that came in the room. I saw flashes of light. I was kind of tired. It was in the middle of the night, but I feel like God really transformed the room, and, and so I share that story to say that, um, you know, when we go into a place, we're called to be a light, amen, to change the atmosphere of where we go. The world is waiting for that. The world doesn't want to be depressed. The world doesn't want to be fearful. How many know what I'm talking about? They don't want to be um, uh, suicidal. That's not the top thing on their list, right? And so... Um, so we, us at Faith Chapel, one of our values, our DNA values is raising up people that are catalysts for encounters with God. That when you wake up in the morning, that you're like, God, you know, what, I'm here, I'm available for you to use me. <laughs> you know, however it is, I'm available. And um, even there's days where you don't feel like it. I'll tell you, God has used me the most, some of the most powerful times where he has moved in my life and uh, to other people is when I didn't feel like it. I felt discouraged or I felt tired or I was like self-absorbed and <laughs> all this stuff. But those are the times when we're obedient to what he's telling us to do where he moves because it's, it, then we know it's not us, right? You know, we didn't do it. It was him. And he loves to do that. He's just so wonderful. And um, so, so um, anyways, we, one of our values, why this is one of our values, it's been our value since, I think, uh, since Jim and I 
um, had, had become the lead pastors here because I feel like a lot of times in the church culture, um, we look at our Christianity like um, prioritize things like, um, or I wouldn't say prioritize, but put things in, in, um, in different compartments where we say, okay, I did my church thing and now I'm done. And so I don't feel like that's the way God calls us to live, you know? Um, that's why we have the, if you drive into the church and you see on the sign, it says merging life and faith. And, and that is a huge value of, for us here at Faith Chapel because we don't believe that you're supposed to compartmentalize your faith, where you're supposed to just read your Bible and then live the way you want, you know, throughout the whole day. Read your Bible in the morning and then li- live the way you want throughout the whole day. We believe that we are raising up ministers of the gospel, that you are a minister of the gospel, that you are, you don't have to have a title of your name, on your name, like apostle or pastor or teacher, you know, or, or uh, any of those fivefold gifts. You don't have to have that title on there, but you are a son and daughter of the most high and you are a minister of the gospel. Amen. And so as you leave, as you go through your life, merging life and faith, that your faith is throughout your whole life. Amen. That God desires to use you because you're amazing. You are amazing. And you are powerful. Do you realize that you are powerful? Sometimes we don't believe that we're powerful, but oh my goodness, we are powerful. That this, that, that, I mean, the, the verse says the same uh, spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Where does he dwell? In heaven? Yeah, but he dwells in us. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. You're powerful. You carry some big guns, people. You are powerful. And a lot of times the enemy's voice, his yaps, 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 so we don't believe that we're powerful. We go by our feelings and not by the fact that we are powerful people. Then we are catalysts for encounters with God that wherever we go, as we live our life, We are open to hear Holy Spirit and what he's saying because there's people in this world that need a touch from God. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to look at a few examples in the Bible today. Um, If you could turn to Acts chapter 3, and we'll start at verse 1. And this is a great one. This is right after... The Holy Spirit fell um, upon the apostles. And um, so I'm going to start in verse 1. And it says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. So listen, (laughs) I'm going to stop there. They're going through their normal routine. They're on their way to prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They're going through their normal routine. And number two, or verse two, not number two, verse two, it says, Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, and so did John. And then Peter said, look at us. 
So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from him, probably money. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. (laughs) And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Amen? Amen. And a lot of times we can, if we're not careful, we can get, you know, uh, you know, you got your, your routine going, you got your, you're going somewhere, you got a whole list of a schedule of things to do for the day that we can go and we can completely mess, miss the people that are around us. Um, and I, I, I believe that God um, wants us uh, uh, to stop and, and, and stop for the person right in front of us. Amen. To not be so self-focused, but to say, you know what? I'm not here for myself, right? I'm here for you, Lord. And I'm here to be a catalyst for encounters with God. Amen. There's a missionary um, in Mozambique. Her name's Heidi Baker. If you haven't heard of her, you need to look on YouTube. She's amazing. And um, so she says this, she talks about stopping for the one. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, that you are just, you're not, you know, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's days where I don't, there's days where I have to be honest with you. I don't talk, you know, I'm, I'm going throughout my day and I'm, I, I only have a certain amount of time. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't remind me something, I continue with my day. You know what? That's okay. You know, we're not called to be legalistic in this. We're called to flow with what God's doing. Amen. We're not called to say, shame on you. (laughs) You missed it. You didn't talk to that person. You drove by that homeless person. Shame on you. You're going to hell. Like, no, (laughs) not even close. Like we are here to live for God. And when God speaks, he wants us to listen. We have an opportunity to listen. Amen. And so, so there was this one time. We, uh, we were having an outreach with the, the pastors, some of the inner city pastors that Jim has been praying and connecting with weekly. And in fact, David was talking about us getting together for prayer with them at Faith by Love Church. And I would encourage you, you don't want to miss that night. It's going to be powerful. And um, so they had set up, it was during the beginning times of when Jim started meeting with them. And uh, so they had set up an outreach in Kirk Park. And so uh, Jim and I had gone, and we brought uh, some people who lived, lived in our house. Our house is kind of crazy. We have a lot of people that live there, and it's fun. And so we were just like, hey, you want to go to an outreach? And so about six of us went. And uh, as we were at Kirk Park, they had um, awesome things. They had like a stage set up. They had all these blow-up toys for the kids. They had games. Uh, they had slides, those blow-up slides and the balls and all of this stuff. And it was, it was just really awesome. And, but as we were there and we're walking around and we're meeting people, the whole time the Holy Spirit's like, I want you to go. I want you to go and go out into the neighborhood and invite people to come. And so I'm just like, okay. So I went over and uh, to uh, uh, Pastor Leggett's wife, Pastor Hestina, 
And I said, is it okay if we, you know, just go out to the neighborhood and just invite people to come to this awesome event? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because we're walking out there and, uh, um, you know, we're just walking out. We had some brochures we were going to hand out for people to come and get free food and, and have a good time. And as we're walking, this guy on a bicycle, it's so funny how the enemy can work sometimes. He's like, hey, you too. Because I was with uh, Amy Val, which is like a little girl like this high, you know, her and I are together. This little 90-pound girl. And he's like, hey, he's like, it's dangerous around here. And I just looked at him and I smiled. I said, we'll be okay. He's like, no, I'm not kidding. It is dangerous around here. And I'm like, okay. And because I believe that when God gives you a word to do something, like, I mean, come on, just go for it, amen? Just go for it. I, I don't have time to spend time in fear. Yes, I'm wise, but if, if, God, if something happens to me, I know I'm going to be okay, amen? You know, you can't, you can't, I'm going to go and be with him <laughs> once and for all if something happens, but God is good, and if he calls me to do something, I'm going to do it. And so we're walking out, and I'm just like, thank you. And so we're just going, and we're, we're ministering to people, and a woman had gotten her shoulder healed. I think it was her shoulder, and there were so many people, and, and lots of people ended up coming to this event because we decided that we were going to be obedient to what God told us to do. And there was this one person um, as we were walking out there, we were walking down. It was off of Midland Ave, I believe. And um, it was, there was an abandoned building. And there was all these, like, teenage guys there, um, 20, I don't know. They looked like they could have been in a gang or something. And so I was just like, I want to go talk to them, you know? <laughs> and I'm just crazy like that. So I just, I, I went over, and I was just like, the Lord was just giving me prophetic words for them. And um, they were super encouraged. Some of them were crying, like asking me if I was psychic. How did I know those things? And, and I, the Lord was just breaking my heart for the people of our city. Amen. And so I decided that as we were going along, as the Holy Spirit pointed people out, I was going to go talk to him and I was going to let him move. Amen. And some of those gang member guys that looked rough and tough that most of us would have been like locked the doors when we saw them, <laughs> that they ended up coming to the outreach. You see, God loves to encounter people and he wants to change our city. Amen. And he wants to do it through you. Amen. Because he, we, are, we are called to be catalysts for encounters with God, that where we go, we trigger something, we change atmospheres, amen? We go places, we take risks, that when we see someone who's sick, that we pray for them, that when we see someone who's hurting, we love them. Dis, uh, disregard anything, you know, that um, a lot of times, sometimes we think, um, you know, like, uh, you know, that person smells or, <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk to that person because that person looks a little odd or, but regardless of any of that, as we continue to do it and live this value out, um, to be in catalyst with counters, encounters with God, we will see God change our atmosphere and our city for the glory of God. Amen. He wants to use you. And so I love that, that Peter and John. And then we're going to look at another biblical example. It's in the book of Acts as well. And uh, the book of Acts is super fun. I love the, the book of Acts. It's just so awesome. And, um, and it is uh, verse 26. 
chapter 8, verse 26. And this is Philip. He is just a, he's part of the team. He's not an apostle, but he's part of the team here. And um, so I'm going to start in verse 26. And it says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, you see, come on, like God wants to use and moves in supernatural ways. How many would like to have an angel speak to them and give them directions? Come on. He still does that. He loves to do that. And so he was, he was, an angel came and told him where to go. So now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way, that's the key word, on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all of the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. And so anyways, this guy, I'm going to sum it up. I'm going to tell you the story. This guy, this Ethiopian gentleman, he was, he was, um, he went to Jerusalem um, and he went there to worship and God had moved his heart. And so when, he, when Philip came and encountered him, he was reading the book of Isaiah. As he walked alongside of him in his chariot, he's like, wow, he's reading the book of Isaiah. And so he felt like the Lord told him, run up next to him. So he ran up next to him and he said, hi, do you know, understand what you're reading? And he said, uh, you know, how can I? I don't understand. And see, that's a key there. You don't have to be all spiritual <laughs> when you're out and about in your life being a catalyst for encounters with God. Be yourself. It doesn't always have to be spiritual things. You can talk to people normally. You can love on people normally. Amen? You can talk to them about what they're doing. It's totally fine, right? It's totally normal. So he was, he, he started saying, what do you read? He said, no, I don't, I don't know what I'm reading. And so anyways, he, uh, Philip explained it to him. He ended up encountering God and asking Jesus to come into his heart. He, he accepted the Lord and he got baptized there right at the river because the, the, uh, the Ethiopian gentleman was like, hey, why don't I just get baptized right over there? Because it says believe and get baptized. And so he was amazing. So Philip said, yeah. So he baptized him right there, an ordinary guy, part of the team, baptized this man who he just led to the Lord right in the river. And it was amazing. But on his way, God moved. And I just want to say, on your way, God will move. Amen? On your way. As you go throughout your day, as you go about going to work, as you go about going shopping, as you go about at the gas station, on your way, the Lord will move. He will highlight people that you will see. And what that means is you just can't you get your eyes off someone for some reason, not in a uh, creepy way or a lustful way, <laughs> but you're just like, God just keeps directing you like to this woman. And you're just like, wow, I just want to see her. And a lot of the times I'll tell you from experience, I don't know what the heck the Lord wants me to do. I just know he's highlighting this person for a reason. And so I will go over and I will say, hi, you know, and just talk to the person and, um, and God, will sh God will show me what to do as in the process. Amen? So I just believe that on your way, in your life, that God is going to speak to you. Amen? Because he loves people. 
and you are a minister of the Most High God. You are a minister of the gospel, and it do, you don't have to be a certain age to qualify this. You don't have to be old enough because I believe that maturity doesn't, doesn't come in age. Amen? Maturity is not if you, uh, in the kingdom, it is not if you're 50 years old, now you're mature in God. It is not that. It is maturity in God is when you, can, when you have a relationship with him and you get to know him and you understand about him and you move in what he's telling you to do and you experience him and you encounter him and you learn of his ways and, you, and, you, and you're with a family of God and, and all of these facets, like that, that can calculate to maturity. I've seen teenagers more mature than adults. Amen. It's not about that. It's doing what he's called you to do and going for it. Amen? And going for it. And so, and so like, um, uh, uh, you know, and being a catalyst is, is just being like a thermostat. So wherever you go, you change the environment. Uh, we have someone who, who is a member of this church. Um, a lot of you probably know her. Her name's January. And I love her. She's amazing. She's an amazing woman of God. And she is a doctor. And as she goes through her patience, the Lord will prompt her to pray for people. And she will. And she does. And she has led people to the Lord before she has, does surgery on them. I mean, she has moved. She has prayed for several people. And God has used her. A lot of times we get so fearful that something bad's going to happen that we don't do it. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you, listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Take a risk. A risk is not easy. It's not like a smooth thing, is it? <laughs> a risk is, is a lot of times you're, you're, you're shaking in your boots. You know, your knees are knocking and you're like, okay, I'm going to go talk to this person. <laughs> you know, take a risk because you don't know what can happen, what God can do. And it could change everything for you. Everything. And I remember the first time when I started taking risks, some of the first times, God changed so much for me. It's like when, when you listen to him and he moves and he touches someone and he brings healing to someone and he brings uh, deliverance to someone through your prayers, you're just like, come on, let's go for it now. <laughs> he changes you. Amen. It's like Jim preached about, we're growing to be more like Jesus. It's from glory to glory. We continue to go for it. And, um, you know, there, there could be so many different ways where we're catalysts uh, for encounters with God where you live. Like, let's say God speaks to you. You're at, you're at, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, and God says, I want you to pay for the person behind you. <laughs> and you're like, what if they have a $35 <laughs> check? <laughs> Actually, um, my son's friend, he did that. And uh, he was like, oh, my goodness, God, I just would Sorry about that. <laughs> what if they, I meant to do it here. What if they have a $35 check? What am I going to do? I only have 10 bucks. And the bill came to $9.83. <laughs> and so he had enough. And so, hey, go for it. Amen. Encounters could look like that where you stop. Maybe you stop and, and God tells you to go and maybe you see someone and you see that they need a new coat or something. 
you know, being a catalyst is saying, you know what? I'm going to go get them a new coat. I'm going to go take them and I'm going to get them a new coat. Amen. Maybe you see someone and God says, I want you to take them for out to lunch. That's being a catalyst for God. That's listening to what he says and going for it. Amen. It could be practical and it could be in more of a, a supernatural realm. But the key is, is continuing to obey what God tells you to do and going for it. Amen. We had gotten, um, uh, this is a while ago, um, where uh, there was, when we had food here uh, on a daily basis for people to come and, and get food, um, there was a woman, a family who came, and she called and she said, do you have food and do you have diapers? And I said, yes. And, um, and so I said, absolutely, come at, you know, between one and two and I think it was that time. I don't remember the exact time, but so she was on her way. And, and then she calls and she said, I, my tire went flat. I'm broken down about a mile over there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So um, there wasn't much going on that day at the church. It wasn't as crazy as some days. And so I got in the uh, church van because she had a whole carload of kids with her. She came with all her kiddos and her caravan broke on the side of the road. And uh, anyways, as I went there, I guess, uh, um, I'm trying to remember if it was uh, someone had stopped and helped her and, and helped her with her tire, and uh, then they left. And anyways, this person uh, was uh, a member of this church, and I, I still don't know who it was, but they had, they had helped someone. They stopped. They saw someone on the side of the road. They helped him. And, uh, and, and they left. And I was like, come on, that's amazing. Like, like yeah, and there's, there's more to that story. But that's, that's the highlight that I remember about the person saying, telling me. And um, so, like, it's little things like that. It's like seeing someone and God says, I mean, I drive by people. I don't know how to change tires. So, you know, it'd be crazy. You know, I mean, if God said, okay, I want you to go over there and help that person change a tire, when I have no idea how to do that, <laughs> unless he really tells me to do it. But you know what I mean? Like, um, so I drive by people like that, but maybe God has an anointing on your life to be able to, you know, when you see someone on the side of the road, that I'm going to stop and I'm going to help them. Amen. I'm going to stop and I'm going to help them. And so uh, that's, what, that's what, you know, you can do that as part of being a catalyst for God. And, um, you know, there's, there's ways that uh, you can position yourself to, uh, to be a catalyst for God to use you. And I, I have found this way that I position myself. I have a phone. <laughs> and on my phone, I have a calendar. <laughs> and on there, I, um, every day at 11 o'clock, it'll do it. It pops up uh, a little um, notification saying uh, to remind myself, that, and it says, God use me today. Every day it pops up. So I have this thing that it just reminds me, oh, it's not about Kelly today. <laughs> it's about everyone. You know, it's about the people in front of me. It's not all about Kelly. You know, okay, you're focused on this. Okay, wait, God wants to use me. All right, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? And so that's a way where you could, um, you know, uh, 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 where you can position yourself to, to hear God and, and to be a catalyst for him. Another way is just to say, God, uh, show me how to hear your voice. Ask him. Amen? Show me what it means to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice in a clearer, crystal clear way than I hear you right now. 
And so just asking God to go deeper, just, just, just saying, I'm going to position myself to go deeper than where I am already. Amen? That I'm going to go farther and deeper. So God, help me to hear your voice. Help me to hear you, you know, what you're saying. And then uh, step out when he tells you something. Amen? And do it. It's not about you, amen? And even if you look like a fool, hey, praise God, you listen to God, amen? You listen to what he said. There's been many times where I've looked like a fool, but I do it a million times because I know that it blesses my father, amen? And it does something in me because it makes me die and him live within me, amen? It makes the flesh die, you know, the part of me that wants to be selfish. It makes that die and it makes him uh, live so much brighter in me. And another thing, don't get frustrated with yourself. There's been times where I disqualify myself because I didn't listen to him last time. So what makes me think that he's going to speak again? (laughs) You know, God is a God of the second and third and fourth chances. Can I tell you that right now? That he is, he loves for us. It's like when, when our kids, you know, those who have children, when they get something, you know, it is so exciting, isn't it? Like, like when a child just learns how to ride a bike and, you know, and they fall and you, and you let them go and they, they fall. But when they finally get it, it is like, woohoo, how many know what I'm talking about? It is exciting. And I believe that's how it is with God, that he loves it. Even when we fail, because we're trying, he looks at the heart, man looks at the outward, man looks at the failures that we do. And, and, but God looks at the heart and he's like, woohoo, they went for it. And Oh man, next time they're going to smash it. They're going to slam a home run. Amen. And so don't get frustrated with yourself. Keep going after it. You're not disqualified because you missed it. We all miss it sometimes. That's how we learn. Amen. That's how we learn. And be persistent. There's promises in this book that we can claim, amen, uh, for our life and for our family. And, you know, uh, I would encourage you, just like with my son, uh, when I went into his room, go through, go through your house, amen, and pray for your house. Pray for God's presence to be there. Pray for God's peace to be there. Lay your hands on your spouse's pillow and invite the presence of God to come and give them dreams and revelation and speak blessing, amen. As your children get on the bus and go, speak a blessing over that bus, amen. You're, in, you're a catalyst for encounters with God. You, when you pray, things happen. Do you realize that? Like you are a powerful woman and man of God. Do you believe that today? And so, so as you pray, ask God, you know, like, you know, just pray through, through your home, pray through your office, ask God to change the atmosphere. When you walk in your office and it feel, you just feel this frustration and anger, start beginning to bless your office. Amen. Start beginning to release the presence of God, the promises of God in your workplace, in your home, in your school. Start blessing those that curse you. Amen. Start speaking life where death is getting spoken and be a catalyst for change for God. Amen. Be a catalyst for encounters with God. And, and, and so could you imagine what it would look like in our county, in our environment, if all of us in this room started to do that? Could you imagine what, what would happen in our worlds? It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Could you imagine if people felt loved that normally don't feel loved because a person heard God and responded to what he said to them? 
whether it was buying their lunch or giving them uh, money or, um, or praying for them or caring for them or just plain out talking to someone. Could you imagine what could happen in our county if all of us said, you know what? I am a catalyst for encounters with God. Wherever I go, things change and things happen. I carry the presence of God. And wherever I, wherever I go, that, that, that God moves, amen? And if we started to believe that and started to see that happen, oh my goodness, could you imagine what could happen? We would see the whole upstate medical university saved, amen? We would see Syracuse University saved and, and encounter the living God. We would see whole corporations feel the love of God. We would see people's perspective on Christianity change because we decided that we were going to be real Christians, amen, and, and stop being looking on ourselves, but looking at the person in front of us, amen. We are called to become catalysts for encounters of God. That is a value that we value here at Faith Chapel. And so um, I'm just going to ask you to stand. We're going to close this morning, and I am going to pray an impartation prayer over you. Because I don't know about you, but I want more. Come on. (laughs) I want more. I want to hear testimonies. I hear testimonies now of people where God is using you all. But I want to hear, I'm believing that God will just just elevate that, um, uh, that we would hear more and more testimonies of what God did through ordinary people who believe that they are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ and decided that, you know what? I am a catalyst for encounters of God. I'm like a magnet. (laughs) Encounters, uh, I'm like a magnet. People encounter God when they're around me. And so right now, just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this place this morning. We say, Holy Spirit, come. You know, each person in this room, God, you know them so well. You know all about them. You know their fears. You know where they're strong, where they're weak. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you would invade their life. I pray even today, God, that you would speak to them um, of what you want to do through them and that they would go for it and that they would accomplish it. I just release um, faith over you right now in the name of Jesus. I say, uh, uh, receive the faith of God in Jesus' name. Receive the peace of God in Jesus' name. Be filled to overflowing with joy <laughs> in Jesus' name in this place and that, that you would you uh, I would see the, the, um, the God move in the land where you live. And I just thank you for what you're doing in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen.